Yeah, they're misbehaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this. We're live. Oh, okay. And they act yeah. like they're all environmentally wonderful people. And then California? <laughs> yeah. Only, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like those people from Baltimore, too, right? They, they, they think they have a football team, but oh, we're every gonna, year around oh. week 17, 18, they just fall apart. Right. We're going to find out this week, aren't we? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you don't want to go there right now. We're not going to find out much. I can tell you that. I already, I already know. Okay. I'm guessing the Steelers guess, are going to bring Yeah, uh, we play this week, yeah. Oh, you, play, my, oh, yeah, you play the Steelers, right? Yeah. My high hopes of the season are... I don't know. Are They're you just, a Steeler fan? Yeah, I'm from oh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's a big Steeler fan. And just fire the offensive coordinator and hire some kid who plays Madden at home. That's what yeah. they all say is that they really up to yeah, Canada. Horrible. Yeah. Or he's, he's or he's scared, something. I mean, he wasn't that bad before, but I, last year I thought he did a pretty good job for you guys. Yeah, he just for some reason either he's he's yeah. worried about something that we don't know or but yeah. Yeah, I I I'd I'd say I'd say that at this point you, look, when we play you guys it's the records don't matter. No, they don't matter. No, it's like I mean, we could we we could be four and zero. You could be at zero and four. You'd still beat us, or vice versa. So the funny thing is, the safety for the for Baltimore is from my hometown. Oh, wow. I actually know. I went to school with his mom. Oh, is that right? Uh, Gino Stone. Gino, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's, he's I like Stone. He's had he's, two picks this year already. Yeah, he's from like, but he's our backup safety. He's a nickel guy. He's he's no he's a safety he's he's been playing safety for us he, but he's been our backup because we, you know the reason he's there is Williams has been uh, out yeah that's right but now Williams I think is going to be back yeah, so we'll see we'll Gino see. might not even play in Pittsburgh we'll see I kind of wish I had gone to the Raider Steeler game because there was a lot of energy there yeah a lot of bad energy yeah <laughs> a lot of Steeler energy Were you there? no I didn't go I yeah. sold those tickets I didn't want I, I didn't want to be at that game I heard that it was all Steeler fans it was I didn't it was go. I was going to go, I was going to yeah. go, and then yeah. I looked at ticket prices like, I ain't, I'll stay home. I'll no, I, home. I sold it because of ticket prices. Yeah. <laughs> I, got a nice, I, got a nice, I got a nice piece of coin. I paid for half my season, basically, yeah. the Steeler yeah. game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. Um, but no, I, look, hey, listen, we're live right now, guys. We're doing, this is, in case you didn't realize oh, we're it. we're live right now? This is Las Vegas real estate now. <laughs> Even though we're talking football, Rick and I like to get into it because he's a Steelers fan. I'm a Ravens fan, so and? they're playing this week. Oh, and a Cowboys fan. We got a Cowboys fan here too. <laughs> and and the Broncos fan. Carly's a Broncos fan. I'm not wearing orange and blue today, though, Carly. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to say, mm-hmm. uh, but my microphone is orange and his is blue, so oh, we're all set. Anyway, um, but um, we're talking, we're going to talk about some other stuff. We're talking about real estate a little bit today. I think I thought we might get into some of that. I have three articles I want to bring up with you guys and talk to you guys about. Um, one is there's five thousand LA residents moving to Las Vegas at the end of summer this past year. That was in the uh, RJ this past week. We've got a new Nevada law that targets shady contractors. I want to talk about that, too. Shady contractors. Shady contractors. we got to talk about that. Is there any other kind? (laughs) (laughs) Sin. Whoa. Whoa. Throwing it out there, man. Oh, my goodness. Controversial. (laughs) Oh, it's good. Um, And then could real estate be a big ticket item for next year's presidential election? And that's a, I think that's a great question that yeah. they've asked in the RJ. These are all RJ articles that I picked this week. Uh, so let's just get started. Let's start on our program. Here we go. Segment one. There's a reason why they're called contractors. She <laughs> <laughs> is woof. Wow. Woof. If you're a contractor and you're yeah, listening, yeah. watch out. Watch the, out. Hit the drum button. What is that? What do we, what's, what's Sin's nickname on the team? The Axe. The Axe. <laughs> 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 oh, here we go. All right, let's 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 get serious for a second. Here we go. I'm going to get serious. Here we go. I am not. 
Welcome to, welcome to our show. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now, where we bring you the three E's, educate, empower, and engage. We want to help you to make your real estate decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld of the Blankfeld Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we have over a century of collective real estate experience on our team. I'm a licensed agent here in Nevada. My NRED number is S.00488897. On this program, we're dedicated to delivering timely, balanced truths about local market conditions. If you ever have a question or even an idea for the program, just call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. With me now in studio, we have my partner, Cynthia Ward, is here. Also, we have Rick Senemi here from Equity Title. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having me again. Glad to have you guys back. Um, you know, before uh, before we started the show, I, I, I mentioned there's a couple articles I want to address today. The first one is, uh, and this was in the RJ just this, just this past week, Patrick Blenner has it, who writes for the RJ, does a lot of the real estate stuff. And the headline of this article is 5K LA residents moved to Vegas at the end of summer, report says. Um, and let me just read this, read this quick little excerpt out of the article. This number uh, actually dropped from August 2022 when 6,800 people moved from Los Angeles to the Valley, according to online real estate brokerage, which tabulates home buyer researches or home buyer searches for people looking for homes outside their local market. Its algorithm has shown to have a 90% success rate predicting moving beha- uh, behaviors, according to Redfin. Um, and, and it says, it basically, right now, according to UNLV Center for Business and Economic Research, right now we have 115 residents to moving to our valley every day. 115 every day. Every day. Okay, that's what, that's what, now, we rank second in the country when it comes to relocating home buyers behind Sacramento. That's Who wants weird. to go there? Uh, right, Sacramento? I don't want to go to Sacramento. Yeah, what, um, really? The Kings? I don't know. What's, right. what's, what do they got? Sacramento. Maybe housing is more affordable. Housing is probably more affordable in Sacramento yeah. than anywhere else in California, I'll bet. I'll right. bet that's true. Isn't that the capital? But you I, still, think that's yeah. a, I think that that's a driver for moving. But you still got to pay all those taxes there. That's the thing. That's the, that's, I mean, look, okay. if I'm going to pay the taxes, I'm going to live by the beach. <laughs> I mean, that's a, what I would look A warmer like. beach. Right? right? I mean, that's what I would say. Northern Cal. Yeah. And Sacramento's you inland. You have to have a big pocketbook to stay by the beach. Yeah. And I, so I, I can rent for a week yeah. by the beach that's what we did last past summer that was yeah. that was fun so, so what do you think we got five thousand people moved here at the end of summer from la there was a bunch of people from northern california too but they're still coming here i mean sin i'm i'm getting i get calls all the time about people wanting to relocate from had, the past two weeks i've taken buyers from california over to cadence right to that uh, master plan over yeah no it's wonderful over right there, yeah. it's a nice and, I think and it's, it's a, affordable uh, exactly it's a nice affordable it's like it's like uh, a baby summerlin right you and know we've got such a wide range of um product yeah a nice wide range of product including some age-restricted product yeah and uh, uh they've got townhomes mm-hmm. i was showing this one young couple townhomes under four hundred thousand. Yeah. i mean beautiful three-bedroom awesome. townhomes nice homes under four hundred thousand. Uh, a variety of builders offering that kind of product and then offering a, there, like you said center there's a nice mix of product right. over there in cadence I mean, we're not doing a commercial for Cadence here. I'm just saying it's a nice Sounds master plan. Like it, but that's all right. It's a nice, <laughs> it's a nice master plan. Okay. It's Look, for me, it's it's the wrong side of the valley. You know, um, Doesn't Henderson have lower property taxes than the city of Los Angeles? Marginally different. Oh. Marginally, very, yeah. very little. Clark County basically has the same tax structure. There's slight variances in townships and, and Henderson and Las Vegas City and Spring Valley and Enterprise. There's slight variations, but they're all about the same. Um, Henderson has other advantages a little closer to lake mead uh, some people say some people would tell you their schools are better but it's all right. clark county so it's really it's a question i mean i think henderson less, less traffic yeah there's less tra- i live in henderson there's less traffic not on there. eastern 
Well, that's one street. Well, that's where you. That's how you get to Henderson. <laughs> where do you live? Uh, Green Valley, Old yeah. Green Valley, Old yeah. Green Valley. Old Green Valley. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Nice. so so yeah. that's that's a little easier to get in and out of. Oh yeah. But when you're going down into those master plans down there, you got either you're either going to go down 15. Anthem come, is a nightmare to get up to. That's Saint Rose, yeah. Eastern is or big. Eastern, and and it's it's yeah. so traffic. I think is pretty tough over there too. I think Saint, there's issues. Saint Rose, they've done a good job with that. That one's not too yeah. bad there. But you turn on Eastern for but yeah. You're right. It. You're on the right side of things. Yeah. 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 So I I, I would say. Look, I, I think, look, whenever anybody moves here to Vegas, they have two thoughts in mind. Henderson or Summerlin. Right. Right? Sin, that's what yeah. we hear all the time. wherever you land is where you stay. Yes. yes. You're, you're loyal to your side. Yeah. You're loyal to, like, I'm loyal to the west right. side, and, and Rick's loyal to the wrong side. That's because he's a Steelers fan. So, yeah. He's a Steelers fan. So, where, where are all these people going? I mean, that's a great it, question because we don't not, have a lot of product. Well, we don't, and it's not like we're seeing a ton of sales either. No, that's a lot of rentals. If, if the average family size is what three, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's five thousand people, so I mean that's sixteen hundred places people needed to go. Yeah, that's uh, true. So it's a lot of apartments, a lot of rentals, yeah. a lot of hopefully they're buying buying homes, but and that's just one area. Yeah, five thousand people. There's so that's telling me that demand is still pretty high for people coming to Vegas. Well, that's the thing. Our population is still growing significantly, obviously. Right. Yeah. And California has issues. Oh, what yeah. Are, what yeah. issues do they have? <laughs> oh, my goodness. They have issues. They'll take all, all the hour. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about climate issues. Let's talk Harvey, about... Harvey will want me to talk about what we issues can, We can talk have. about tax, yeah. tax, taxation. Yeah, we can talk yeah. about... You know, we can talk about wildfires. We can talk about flooding. We can talk, and we can talk about a lot of issues in California that California has. You haven't even hit any of the issues why they're moving, but Uh, that's all right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But again, that'll take like three shows. Uh That's yeah. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Look, we haven't hit the big ones. No. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I don't dare. I don't dare. I don't dare hit the big ones. Neutral. Um, Radio neutral. Yes, we are. We're not. You know, we we don't get. We certainly don't. (laughs) Don't. Don't we. On a on a on a stations that that's very politically oriented, we don't get, we don't uh, talk, talk politics here. Yeah. We never we never talk politics here. Mm. Um, we, we we keep it about real estate or football for that matter, that's right. or food. Those are really the three topics we always cover here: <laughs> I, I like football, food, and real estate. That's right. that's what we're all about. Um, but okay, so so we still look. The point we really want to get out of this article is: look, we're still growing, and you're right. Yes. We don't have the product right now, although the apartment. Uh, apartments being developed right now is significant. There's a lot of apartments being built around the valley. I've seen more and more apartment complexes that yeah. are going up right now that are haven't seen this in a while. Huge, big. These are not. They're big complexes. These are big complexes. Indeed, and they're not going to be cheap either. I mean, you're seeing some of these, you know, twenty five hundred, three thousand a month for a two bedroom apartment. Yeah. You know, they're giving you a lot of amenities. You know, they give you that internet. That's the thing. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that their internet. Yeah, yeah. that the internet thing. Um, yeah, I, look, I, I think that the, when it comes to apartments, their prices have actually come down. Median price for rentals on apartments has come down right. recently, which is unusual. Right. Very unusual. It's not going to crash, and we're not going to see them go down dramatically, but they are slipping a little bit because uh, uh, supply is, is, is not outweighing demand, but it's going to at some point. And I think if they keep building them, to accommodate the growth, that's terrific. That's great. Eventually, these people got to buy homes, though. That's that's you know, I'm a realtor. I'm not here to sell it. I'm, they don't have to buy it from me. I'd love for them to buy it from me. They don't have to, but they're gonna have to go and buy homes. Right. They got to do. You it. want to buy something? You got to buy. You got to you know, get out of this rental cycle and get yourself into a buying cycle. Um, okay, so five thousand people from L.A. I, I wonder. I mean, you know, they said that that uh, Sacramento's number one. We're number two. But here's where they're coming from. 
the outflow is San Francisco, New York, Los Angeles, and Washington, D.C. Are we surprised by any of those? I'm not. I mean, San Francisco, New York, Los Angeles, and Washington, D.C. Those are the four main. Probably the four most expensive addresses in the, in the right. United States. You know, yeah. they're, they're just they're priced. Throw, I mean, New York could be retirees wanting to leave. They're weather. pricing themselves. Yeah, exactly. Weather wise. Yep. There's weather issues. There's taxation issues. There's, you know, I lived in Baltimore, which was, you know, we had a 45 minute commute to D.C. My dad actually lived in Baltimore and drove to D.C. every day for work. Wow. For a while, for a long time. He didn't take the train. Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't they, have they didn't train? have it then. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but they, he did eventually take the train sometimes. Um, and but he drove. You know, he drove up and down that that you know Ooh. BW Parkway. You know, um, uh, for years and years and years. And right he, by and, the old RFK Stadium. Yeah. That's yep. Right. right down the RFK. Yep. Down in that. That's a tough spot in that's, DC. That's you don't a, want to live. You there. don't want to break down around there. That's right. You just don't want to break down by RFK. But did the Orioles make the playoffs? They no, sure did. They won one, their yeah, division. Number one seed, again. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The Orioles. Yeah. I mean, I haven't talked about the Orioles in a lo- long since time. Since the 90s. <laughs> yes, since the 90s. That's right. I grew up a big Orioles fan, but haven't yeah. been able to, haven't had much to talk about recently. Right. Hey, listen, guys, we're coming up on a break. We're going to run a couple commercials. And when we come back, I promise, I promise we're going to talk about more real estate. So, guys, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. My, my son lived in D.C. for six months. Oh, did he? Yeah, it was funny because he was a uh, he was in high school when he did it. it was a, he was a Senate page. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh. So he, he lived there, and when we went to visit him and pick him up, the train system there is ridiculous. Oh yeah, like, like in a good way or bad. Way? Oh, you can get anywhere you want. Oh. Subway's amazing. Sub, the subway is amazing. Then the trains to the north. I yes, mean, he would he would yeah. take a train to Philadelphia, take a train to New right. York City. Oh yeah, on the weekends. So yeah. Yeah, taking trains. I mean, from Baltimore, we take trains up to New York all the time. Right. We got to get your mic up a little higher, Rick. You're, before so, we go into segment two, where you want to go? So, what does your son do now? Usually, people who are pages or interns. Gotcha. There we go. Yeah, he was. Well, he was 16 when he was a Senate page, and then he graduated high school. He's still in school. Oh, he's still <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's still in school. So, but nice. All right, segment two. Here we go. Segment two. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. you ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. We talked about how all these people are moving here. Send, the one thing I didn't do is give your license number. What's your license number? Let's make sure we do that and get get. You don't the, have it memorized by now. Yeah, I barely know my own, kid. Come on. Carly knows it. Are you going to let the listeners know it? S.43000. Thanks, Sen. <laughs> She's taunting me in the middle of a program. Unbelievable. Can you believe this? It's a time filler. Oh, That's my right. goodness. Just... My goodness. All right. Look. <laughs> okay. This other article I found, and I thought this was an interesting topic because I, I've always said in the past that elections kind of – elections impact real estate. Not in a way that they should, but in a way, just speculative, speculatively, they affect real estate. People in the midst of an election decide they want to wait to make any major personal financial decisions. Yet, the result of that election rarely has any impact on real estate at all, honestly. Right. It just doesn't, guys. It's just real estate just keeps trotting along. Whoever's in, whoever's in Congress or in Senate or in the White House, it doesn't really affect us all that much, honestly. It hasn't. Since I've been involved in the business, however, this this one might, and and so this article, again, uh, 
Patrick Blennerhassett wrote this in the RJ, and the headline is, Could Real Estate Be a Big Ticket Item for Next Year's Presidential Election? And is he meaning a platform someone's going to campaign on so they can get elected? Indeed. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what, and when it goes in, let me let me read the first paragraph. Mortgage rates are the highest they've been in decades. Residential home supplies at an all-time low. Rental rates are, are, are regularly breaking records. The question is, heading into the next U.S. election cycle, could real estate become a key issue for voters in 2024? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think you got to break that apart a little bit as far as, you know, the biggest one right now is interest rates. That's the thing. Uh, you know, know. And affordability is definitely there. I'm not going to say that affordable housing is everywhere. It's not. We don't have any of it here. Yeah. It's, it's right. very, very, you know, dependent on the interest rate right now. And well, I think they say that, like what 30% of the population is actually priced out of the market. Yeah. 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 That's a lot of people. That's, oh, yeah. And that, look, and the law uh, and capitalism, the laws of supply and demand dictate that eventually there's going to be some corrections that happen to make that pop, right. to, to get them back in. Right. Because so, you can't charge rents for people who can't afford rent. You can't right. do it. You just got to say, gonna, okay. You're going to lower your price. Eventually, you've got to lower your price because uh, at some point, um, uh, if nobody's renting them, they're not doing you any good empty. Yeah. I right. mean, and that's the point. And the same thing with on the housing side, too, is. Yeah. You know, there's there's two ways to get people to buy more houses, right? If interest rates come down, people are going to buy more houses. But what what's the flip side of that? The price is going to go up. That's right? the problem. Or yeah. if the prices come down, that means that we have less demand on houses and, and sellers are cutting their price. Yeah. Or we so it's right now we're kind of in this. But I think if interest rates come down, sellers who want to move who have a great rate might consider moving, giving us more inventory. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. But, and, and the and the challenge and listen, I have to point this out though. Interest rates are higher than they were. They're not historically high. I they're, mean, they're they're his- high for us. We've been so spoiled. They're yeah. historically average, right? Now. Right, they are. Because they're at eight point one now. Yeah, this is the highest rate we've had in, in twenty some years. Yeah. yeah. So that so for anybody under the age of you know forty, this is the, the highest they've ever seen. Right. Ever, you know. Uh, those of us who have been around a little longer have seen higher rates in the past. We've seen 11 and 12 and 15% uh, mortgage rates. Um, but anybody younger than us hasn't seen that. They just haven't seen that. And so so they are. Now, the, having having uh, uh, mortgage rates above 7%, rental rates elevated, um, we've been on a roller coaster, he goes on to say, since the pandemic. Basically, the pandemic caused um, a lot of people to shift. You know, it was like the big reshuffling, uh, as we called it before. Uh, a lot of people who were in a home realized they were spending a lot of time in a home, didn't like where they were. Right. Wanted something bigger, smaller, closer, further, whatever it was, they decided to make a change. And interest rates were very, very low, so it was easy to do. That's right. <clears throat> so now you're seeing some residual effect from that. If well, they moved in 2020, they're not ready to go yet, a lot of them. They're, no. Well, and I think the other thing, too, is the pandemic caused a lot of money to flow into the market. Mm-hmm. And now oh, right. with with interest rates being higher, this is causing a lot of they're trying to cleanse the market of all this extra money. They're trying to pull it back yes. out so yes. that yes. they can get things in line. Yep. Right. And there's other factors that are really hitting us, you know, not the oil is another one right now. <sighs> the production of oil has been cut way down, so yep. that's that's killing us with gas prices. Right. Yep. And you know, and everyone talks inflation, inflation, inflation. You start removing some of the and you can't remove them, so don't take this out of context. You can't right. remove gas because everybody drives somewhere, and you can't remove housing because everyone got to live somewhere. Right. But if you were to remove those, you're actually not seeing as bad as inflation as what they're saying. Those right. two are driving inflation so much right now that it's causing everyone to be, I wouldn't say panicked, because 
there's still people buying homes at seven and a half percent. There's still people out there shopping for them. There's mm-hmm. just there's not as many as there were. Yep. Right. Because it's not as easy. And and from a personal experience, like you you know, you sit down and you do the numbers and people who make good money struggle in this market to go buy a average home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The affordability is out of whack. Yes. It's out of whack. Um and and how does it get corrected? It, you know, the market will correct it at some point. It will it will be corrected. It won't be corrected in a way like it was in 2007 or 2000. That's not what we're looking at, guys. Um, we're, you know, I, none of the metrics for that type of a change in our market are here. Right. Um, right. There's plenty of equity out there right now. There's a lot of equity in housing right now. Um, and anybody who's bought qualified to buy. There's not that same situation before where you could fog a mirror you could buy five houses it's right. not there that's not that's not what's been happening here so it's not let's not look for that but let's look for the idea that if you're a buyer i can't help but emphasize this it's so important if you're out there thinking about buying a home and you're waiting for interest rates to drop you're gonna you're you're gonna pay more money for that house it's just gonna happen it has to happen because of the laws of supply and demand it's gonna happen once the interest rate come down everybody's who's been sitting on the sidelines is going to jump in and I just, I just have to tell you, I think you need to be out there looking right now. Pay, as long as you can afford it, buy it. Right. And then go ahead and refi it later. because. Right. But even if you can't refi it later, you can still afford it. Absolutely. That's you, the point. You, that's, that's the point. Yeah, yes. make sure you that's, can afford it. Make sure you, you can, can afford, afford it now. It and, and do it. Right. If you're going to buy a house and you want to buy a house, don't speculate. This is not a time to speculate. It, 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 you're going you're gonna to pay. You're going to be saying, gee, I wish I would have. Right. If I, w- I wish I would have. Right. Because I don't, my correction is not going to be that prices are going to come down dramatically. That's not the correction I'm looking at. That's not what I'm going to see because the demand is still there. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the correction is going to come and prices are going to go up. And, you know, eventually mortgage rates will come down. That just, it's just a cycle. It's just, you know, that. Well, that, it's the mechanism that they're using to try and control right. what they did three years ago. Right? Yeah. They're, they, they pumped all the money in. Now they got to raise rates to get the money out. And then we're going to go back to. So we took a, a 10 year economic cycle and we just squeezed it into three years yeah now what does that happen now see what that happens is it's going to create a roller coaster effect no doubt right right because now you you've you've done you've done like you say you squeeze 10 to three now you're going to do the next one's going to recuperate from that three and then you're going to see an adjustment from that so it's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster over the probably the next 10 years or so we're going to see it how are they going to determine like when do they stop the rate increases. Yeah. Like, what's I, what's the signal? I think, 2% inflation is what they're I looking think, for. Yeah, but I think jobs is really going to be the signal. I think when you start seeing unemployment take that jump, yeah. then you're going to say, okay, go up. Go up. Yeah. yeah, you're going to start saying, okay, we, we've done enough. Yeah, because employment's it, really strong employment, right now. Right. Employment's really strong, and the last thing they want is unemployment, because especially going into an election year with unemployment, Ooh. that is not a good sign for no, re-election. No, 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 no. Not good. So that'll be the, the one piece of it that will signal the most outside of the percentage of inflation but i don't know i, I understand they want two percent but i i think that this is a well i just think it's a different market that's yeah the, that's a 40 50 year old mindset not old probably like 40 50 years ago that was their mindset this is what we need our economy is different it's faster things yeah. happen it's yep. not the same yeah so i think three percent's okay yeah, I think it's going to have to be. I think we. Yeah, I think you're right. We're probably not going to be able to push it under that. Right. Hey, listen, we're coming up on the bottom of the hour. We're going to run a few commercials. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more about this because I think it's a great topic. It's important to understand how it might affect politics. And usually politics affects real estate. Now real estate is going to affect politics once again. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be back in just a minute. It's interesting that you said that's an, an old mindset. 
Well, look at the age of everybody up in. Well, that's, yeah. If yeah. you look at the. Wow. Right? It, because that's what they came from. They came from the old economic yeah. thing, which isn't wrong. I mean, it's been around for quite a while, right. but the, it's, <clears throat> it's with everything else. I mean, think about it. How fast do we get everything? Right. Everything yeah. we want. I bought something this morning and it already got delivered to my house. I know, is that crazy? Right? Like before, what I bought <laughs> yeah. would have taken three weeks to get to my right. house. Yeah. And it's there within three hours. Right. Well, that's the same effect that that's on, I think, on our, our that's economy. That's a great point. We have these people that have, everything is slow. And in the economy is still slow. And, yeah. you know, yeah. all, we're not even feeling the rate hikes from a year ago yet. Right. You know, we're feeling in real estate because people can't buy houses. Right. But we're not, the, the economy itself is not feeling it yet. They're going to. Yeah. I, I, I'm i saying December well, is going to be the time. Hmm. Well, I think people are starting to live on credit. They're credit cards now, too. Well, credit card bounces have been shooting up for, credit for card the last bounce two years. In and guess what just happened last week that or this week that they had to start paying again? Oh, student loans. Student loans. That's right. And they're not cheap. I mean, I, I, I have a student loan from when I went to school still, and I didn't. I was like, I ain't paying this because, one, I, like, I might get forgiveness, but, two, why am I going to pay it if nobody else is not accruing interest? So let's That's just let the, it sit there right? and let's right. see. But I can tell you, my, my payment, I mean, I can afford it, but it definitely is, hey, you know what? Maybe we're not going to dinner, yeah. you know, going yeah. out to a nice place once a month. Now, right. maybe it's right. once every other month or there something you go. like that. But, you know, it's it's definitely going to be a hit for some of these people. And they are not going to feel it until December, January. So, All right. Let's talk about this on segment three. Here we go. Segment three. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. With me now in studio, I have my partner, Cynthia Ward. We also have Rick Sandman here from Equity Title. We were talking about whether or not we think that the upcoming presidential election next year is going to be affected by housing. And, and the uh, resounding answer is yes, yes. <laughs> it is. Uh, and interest rates are the issue. In, in the article, um, he went in and interviewed a few people. One of them was, um, uh, excuse me, was Brian Gordon from Applied Analysis. And Brian basically says, he, his quote is, I think housing is a big topic for the public as a whole. Uh, mortgage rates are above 7%. The cost of housing is rising. Rental rates remain elevated. This is hitting consumers in the pocketbook. And when consumers face economic challenges in their daily lives, that certainly has the potential to bleed into the political realm. Okay. Right? Oh, it does. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, he went on to interview some other people. and He also, uh, Tim Kelly Kiernan, who's a broker with uh, Realty One, um, and he says interest rates are the issue. People who want to sell or need to move to a larger home aren't, aren't primarily because they have a very low interest rate on their current mortgage and don't want a 7% plus rate on their new home. I think incumbents need to address the real estate head-on as a major issue with the upcoming election. So he's he's throwing it right at them. Mm-hmm. Politicians, you guys need to do something about this. Um, he goes on to say that affordable housing, property taxes, zoning regulations, and sustainable developments are likely to be key topics for debate. With the ongoing housing crisis and climate change concerns, candidates must propose innovative solutions to ensure thriving real estate market that benefits both investors and ordinary citizens i think for the benefit of ordinary citizens is the most critical element investors look investors are going to do fine over the long haul no matter what i'm not worried about investors they're going to be fine it's the homeowners the guys you know the guys who counting on that for their personal financial growth which is what we like to talk about a lot right that's where it's really important so you're already a homeowner you're loving this you're sitting there i mean you're sitting there at three percent. Your house is going up, and when the rates come back down to five and six, five percent, 
prices are going to go up again and you've, you're sitting pretty. It's those people who aren't in the market yet who are really struggling, and that's who we need to try to help. Some, there's got to be some ways to try to help them without hurting existing homeowners. Well, there's, I mean, nobody likes restrictions in the housing market, right? No. So, but we've never built, we, we did at one point in time, there was restrictions on new communities yep. having to be owner occupied and there's still some of them, right. Some of them in town that have those restrictions right. on there. Um, but again, then you go back to the builders. They don't want to build anything like that. They get more money building the bigger house. So let me build a bigger house, make more money. Why am I going to build a starter home? Right. You know, there it, needs to be incentives for them to right. do that. There needs to be incentives. There needs to be restrictions. And, and quite frankly, they're not at a point. The government's not at a point that they want to do it yet. And well, when they get to that point, then that'll help. But in- interesting. In the, in the article, in the end of the article here, it says, locally, governments and politicians have started to take notice. Clark County has poured close to $200 million into its Welcome Home Project, which is created in 2022 and looks to address the lack of low-income housing in las vegas valley that's money they're using to basically support rents mostly right. Uh, right. that's what they're doing which I, okay i understand it and it's it's an immediate but issue not building new but they're not no. fixing the long problem long term with that obviously so right. i'd like that, to see that some. that 200 million just rewarded the landlord more or less you're right, right. and it rewarded the investor yeah. it's I got gonna help money. keep it's gonna keep money. rents up i got money to, to pay my rent now yeah that's right. gonna help keep rents up Yep. You're right. So again, yeah. I'm not worried about the investors, guys. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I think they're going to be fine. I mean, investors are a big part of my business. I'll, I'll say Me that too. right now. They're a big part of my business. We do a lot of investors. No doubt. But at the same time, I also know that in the for the long run, there needs to be some sort of project out there for the first-time homebuyer. That's there it. There needs to be something out there for the starter. Like There's not. And even in my neighborhood that I live in is a probably a starter neighborhood, I would right. say. Right, right. Older starter neighborhood. Okay. You know, three, two, 1,500 square feet. Right. right. Older home. 500,000. Yeah. So that's not a starter yeah. for some people. I right. mean, and, and that's a house that's 40 years old. Yeah. So where are they going? So there's affordability issue, and it's not interest rate because you said it. Interest rate goes down, that house is going up. Exactly. So yeah. it, it has to be, there has to be a product with some sort of restrictions. And I'm not big on restrictions, but I don't think there's another way to accomplish getting units on the market that are going to allow people to afford them that normally in this market can't afford anything. I think that um, when I looked at some of the, when I, you know, I grew up in Baltimore and Baltimore had, you know, economic uh, investment zones. And I think that's something we're going to need to start to think about here more seriously in Vegas. I know we had a short ter- period where we were doing, offering some credits if you bought in certain zip codes, there were some some things like that going <laughs> right. on. Yeah, but, but really, even, but even if you buy downtown, those those yeah. older homes downtown are going for they're going crazy. Yeah, yeah. So what needs to happen is the zone zoning needs to be fixed. We right. need to start talk, talk to the commissioners about zoning properties for s- smaller homes. Just just make it more affordable, yeah, more effective for like, builders. It seems like corporate greed always wins out. Well, well yeah, uh, but if they can't build a big house, they can't build a big house. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Are they going to rezone that? I'm just saying because well, that's what they're going to have to do. Yeah, it's going to have to be done. Their palms or something. Or or the other thing is, is you go back to the federal government; they're going to have to release some of the BLM land that has right. to be done for a specific type of project like right. that. And that's mentioned here in the article as well, uh, along with a bunch of other potential solutions. Uh, you know, look, we're not we're not politicians. We, I, I don't know the answers. I know that we need to address these problems There's right. that, without doubt. And we've and this has been this has been going on for a while now. Yeah, I mean, we've this seen isn't, this is not a new issue. No, it's no. not from the interest rates. It's not from the pandemic. This nope. has been we've seen this coming on the horizon for quite a while. Right. We've been talking about entry level housing and the ability for people to get into home ownership for for years now. It's been long before the pandemic even hit. Truthfully, we've been talking about it because even before that, prices were 
we're making it tough for first-time home buyers. Right. And I've said it all along. The first purchase you, you buy as a, as a home buyer, that's the hardest one because that's really the only time you're really writing a check right. to buy a home. The rest, the rest of the time, you're using the equity in the previous home to get to a new home. That's what you're doing. But that first one's the hardest one. we got to try to make it just a little bit easier somehow, yeah. some way. Um, if, if, the, if there can be a, a substantial tax credit, if there can be something that we can say to, to these, I mean, really, you just got to make it affordable. You got to make those payments affordable is what we got to do somehow, some way. I'm not sure how that is without affecting interest rates. I don't know how you do it. Um, and, but we, need to, we do need the help. Well, and the, and the other problem, too, is we're talking such about a, a local issue, right? And yeah. interest rates are a national issue. So it's really hard to, That's hard, the, it's hard to blend them two together. Yeah. You know, locally, we need more affordable ho- housing. Right. But nationally, the interest rate, it is what it is. Yeah, and it's you know it's based on you know the ten year treasury and all those different things that go into those factors. But it, you, to get those two to blend and line up is going to be nearly impossible. Yeah, and unless I, there's a local bank that comes out and says, "Hey, I'm gonna we're gonna do this," but they won't do that because it's costing them too much more right, money right. to get. So it, it's it's that you know that circle yeah. of problems that we have to just continually fight. And we we and here in Southern Nevada, we have to be careful. We're taking for granted the fact that so many people want to move here, but if we become unaffordable, they won't. They'll stop wanting to come here. Right. And then that will definitely affect pricing. Well, Mm -hmm. I think with interest rates so high, people are looking at areas, okay, where can I get a house? Yeah. And can I get a job there? So can I move there? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. No doubt. I've I've talked to a bunch of people and the same thing. And the other reason why, too, is housing has gone up. They've been here for 20 years. They got 400,000 equity in their house. You know, we're, we're now... A mini California to some areas, right? We are. We we sell our our house. We we pocket four or five hundred thousand. We go back to the East Coast, and we you can buy a house in Baltimore four hundred thousand, right? And where yeah. I'm from in Pittsburgh, you can get a pretty good house for four hundred thousand. I'll bet. So Ohio, all those. Places. Yeah. So you know, sure. maybe when you start seeing that wave go the other way, then you know we've definitely hit being unaffordable. There's the issue that that could have impact just long term. So we have to come up with some solutions to make entry-level housing affordable. We have to find a way. It's so important to our market. And it's important to those casinos. I mean, the people working in those casinos would much rather own a home than be renting and paying yeah. rent and paying someone else's mortgage. I know that's true. Yeah, nobody wants to be a forever renter. No. No, I would hope not. You know, I mean, you know, I I know there are people who have that mindset. Um, but I'm here to tell you that's not it's not financially smart. I mean, right. you know, you, even if you're paying a higher interest rate, at least you're paying down your own principal, not somebody else's. That's right. the thing. Because um, as we've said before, rent is 100% interest. Yeah. That's that's what rent is. So well, Some of the new home builders are offering uh, interest rate incentives. They are. Um, it's, it's kind of strict, but you have to have a good credit score and a yep. certain amount of money down. But yep. at least it's helping with the monthly payment i think so i think it's an important yeah. element to to consider and a lot of home buyers right now i know are looking at new 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 product right. is a little more attractive because of those incentives but i gotta tell you you can do it in resale too yeah right a seller could offer that same incentive there's no yeah. reason they can't well the other thing too the new and nothing is new home builders but when they do those incentives they're actually overcharging the buyer oh, to buy yeah. the house. You're paying in the price of the you're house. Paying it, no right. doubt, no doubt. Well, and they're still playing games because I was showing new homes a few weeks ago in one of the new communities. They had a single story product. They were going to release one lot with <laughs> one single story on it. So, what do you think that was going to create? Yeah, right. there you go. That's bidding, what they're doing. A bidding war. Yeah, well, they they have market control. Hey, listen, guys, we're, we got a couple of commercials. I want to talk more about this when we come back. So, guys, stay tuned. We we'll back in just a minute. Yeah, I want to talk more about that because I see that. Being shady, that's yeah. shady. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they are. They, they're they're manipulating the market a little bit right now.
because they have they have such a they have a huge market share, much more than they're used to. Yeah, so they the, can they have impact on the market. Especially the closeout homes, they got to get out of that development. They got to. Right. They told Wall Street, "We'll be this. This is going to be closed by this time." They're getting out. Yeah. They own those last couple of houses. If you can pick up one of those, now you're going to pay for it in the price, but yeah. you're going to get a ton of incentives. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, just ask John what it would take to buy a rate down to five percent today. Well, I did. I asked and, him that because I'm I'm got a buyer looking right now. Yeah. It's like, okay, How much would it cost to buy it down to five? It's got to be like four points, five oh, points. Oh yeah, easily. What yeah. That, I said, what, what does two points get you? What does that translate in numbers? Typically, like a percentage. Of well, if you're talking about five hundred thousand dollar house, that's that's twenty twenty to twenty five thousand dollars to buy down the rate. That's not worth it. No. No. Over the long haul, you got to pencil that out because it's going to take you twenty years to recover that. Yeah. You know, it's not worth it. So you're saying the new home builders are offering that, but they're, because the they're not offering that much of a reduction anymore. There's, there's one that's at five percent right now. Yeah, FHA VA only though. Okay, they won't do conventional. Oh, so you're still going to be paying mortgage insurance, insurance on top of it. On yeah. top of it, so it's like, okay, I got it. So that's what that was. The, let, let's talk about this on air because okay. this is a good topic. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. With me now in studio, we have Rick Sandman here from Equity Title and my partner, Cynthia Ward. Uh, before the break, we were talking about how new home builders are basically what I'm seeing right now, Sin, and me, you're probably seeing the same thing. Right now, they have such a, a large portion of market share because a lot of right. buyers are looking at new because of incentives. Right. Right? And, Rick, you pointed out before the break that those incentives are not free. No. You're paying it in the price of the home, and you're getting yourself a lower rate. So what's a buyer to do? I think you got to, first of all, pencil it out, guys. You know, it goes right back to math. Let's just get back to math here. If you're paying 10% more for a new home than you are for a resale, and you're getting a better, you're getting a, a rate that's a, a point and a half better. Um, is that really worth it? Right. You, you know, do the math. Let's let's go out there and look at some resales too, and compare and contrast what the actual cost is. Uh, uh, I love selling new homes. I, I sell a lot of new homes. I'm happy to do it. I think they're terrific. But you have to make sure that it's um, don't don't be fooled by the shell game. Right. Right. The incentives. Yeah. Like you were talking about a, a builder who's only releasing one home at a time. Yeah, the single story home, you know, right. because they know it's popular. Yeah, everybody wants a single story. And right. So they'll get a bidding war. Yeah. And it's intentional. It's absolutely. It's, it's horrible. Because the new home builders have a bigger share of the market right now, the market, the overall market's slower, so their portion of it is bigger. Is what's See, happening. That goes back to the whole affordable thing. Is that they don't care about affordable housing. No, they could care less about the regular person. Well, they're responsible to stockholders, not not right. consumers. That's yeah. what that's what happens with the builders. I mean, sure. and look, we understand it. I understand it. I, I don't do like it. Yeah, I understand it. I don't like it. Either. I don't like yeah. it. I don't yeah. like it. But I do understand it. And and as a as a realtor who's who's helping buyers right now, and I've like I said, the last few weeks I've I've had a couple of buyers that I've been showing down in Cadence, and and I see some of the. The shell game, like they are offering a, a buy down, a, a bought down rate, but it's only on FHA or VA loans. They won't do it on a conventional loan. So what does that mean? The buyer still has to pay mortgage insurance on the FHA. Now, if you're a VA, if you're a veteran, great, take advantage of it. Right. I think that's terrific. Right. But if you have to go FHA, you got to pay mortgage insurance on that loan for the for the life of the loan. Um, and they won't do it on conventional financing. They're not buying down conventional loans. So you, you have a choice. You have to do the math again. Okay, it's a lower rate, but when you add the mortgage insurance to it, it writes back up to the same number. Right. So 
Look, guys, uh, you know, work <laughs> work with a trusted real estate advisor, somebody who knows the market, who understands what's going on out there. I'd be happy to help you. But if you, if you have a trusted real estate advisor, great, use them. You know what? Even Cynthia would be happy to help you, I think. I think you, right, Sin? I would. I'd be happy to help Yeah, she'd be happy to help you. <laughs> um, so, but I think you need, you need to have someone in your ear who can give you some, some sage advice about what's really happening right now when they say, because that's, everyone's so focused on rates, Rate should not be your focus. You should buy something you can afford, uh, and then later on you can deal with the rate. But buy something you can afford now and deal with the rate later. Marry the home, date the rate. Right? right? Date. I, be yes. careful how I say that. Yeah. You just uh, might have to date it a little longer than you planned. That's you, all. you might. Yeah. And if, that, if you're dating for you know, an extended period of time, that's fine. As long as you can afford it. You can that's afford right. it, that's fine. Uh, they still are, and builders are also offering what's called a 2-1 buy-down. So the rate's reduced for the first year and then goes up a point the second year and then goes up a, a point the third year and then it stays fixed at that third rate, that, that, that rate that's usually two points higher than your, your initial rate. Makes the house a little more affordable to begin with. You're hopeful that you'll have lower rates to deal with later so you can refi before you have to pay that higher rate. There's no promises that you're going to, though. Right. Right? Well, yeah, they've been promising rates were going to go down by Christmas, and we, I don't see that happening. Yep, yeah, we've heard this for a while now, <laughs> which, haven't we? Which Christmas? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Wrong Christmas, right? Yeah. Um, I found another article, guys. I want to talk quickly about this, and because it, it does affect us in, in real estate. Uh, Patrick Blunner has it again from the RJ wrote this, and the headline is, New Nevada Law Targets Shady, quote-unquote, Contractors. Cynthia, you have anything you want to add to that? No, okay. Cynthia commented before we were on air. I'm going to say it. Cynthia's What's a, a shady contract? Shady contract. According to Cynthia, that's a contractor. <laughs> she said it, not me. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, and in the article, they go on to say, over the past fiscal year, the board has seen an uptick in complaints in a number of categories from poor workmanship and money owed to workers operating without a permit and fraudulent actions. The board pushed to have Assembly Bill 39 passed during the last legislature. Like last this. legislative session, <laughs> uh, which limits the amount of money a contractor can take up front to $1,000 or 10% of the contracted price. The new law became effective October 1st. What was happening was contractors were getting the people who were hiring them to pay the whole balance up front, and then they were not doing the work. Oh, and then they probably disappeared. They just bailed. They just, yeah. boop, see you. Thanks for the money. Right. You know, I'm off to Tahiti or wherever they were right. going. Um, and That's it's horrible. It's interesting. In the article, um, they were interviewing... Uh, they, they interviewed Nat Hodgson, who's the chief executive officer for the Southern Nevada Home Build Association. And, 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 I, and I love this quote he said. Like, i, I got to read this quote that Mr. Hodgson said. The reason for this down payment bill is probably because of shady contractors, said Hodgson, adding he sat on the residential recovery fund for four years, which contractors can pay in to help recoup lost funds for clients. And he said, <laughs> I love this quote. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many freaking people came in front of me and said they paid 100% of the contractor price for, uh, say for eighty thousand dollars and no work started, and you kind of look at them and go, "Why did you do that?" Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and he's right. Why I, would I you don't do know that? If this was much of a contractor problem. Is is that people weren't being very smart? Problem. I okay. Mean, yeah. And, like, but they were being taken advantage were, of. Yeah. They were being taken advantage well, of. And, and I could see them going to somebody. Hey, I can't do the work unless you pay me everything up front. You know, it's going to be months to get somebody else out here. The the whole song and oh. dance that they were probably telling them. Oh and, yeah. And okay, here's the money, and then they never saw them. Right. You know, I get it, but at the same time, I don't know that I'd hand somebody eighty thousand dollars. So front. here's so so here's my question: Is that I'm I'm wondering how this gets implemented? Because if, if okay, I got somebody coming to my house and I'm trying to do an addition to the house, or I'm doing re- renovating my kitchen, and it's a hundred thousand dollars for whatever it is I'm trying to do, and the contractor says, okay, I need fifty thousand up front. If I don't know about this law, 
How do you know? Right. Right. So is the contractor going to tell me? Now, if he breaks the law, what happens to him? Right. I mean, if he, if he fulfills the contract, gets everything done, he'd probably never find out about it. But he still broke the law. Right. But he did. He broke the law. So then you have to deal, figure out how, who reports him, how do I report him, what's going to happen. The mechanisms for this are a little shady to me. I don't understand how it works. I know this much, and Sin, you, you, you know this too. As a realtor, we're required, particularly in property management, to use only licensed bonded contractors approved by the Nevada Contractors Board. I can't just go find somebody who's looks like he might be a good contractor right. and use them i got to use licensed bonded contractors yeah but that doesn't mean they're following that law well that's the thing that's the thing you have to wonder now i know this so my clients are going to hear about it if they right. call me and say hey harvey you have yeah, i'll recommend somebody oh by the way don't give them more than 10 percent up front right you know that's 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 all you have to do uh, and they have to oblige you now sometimes a contractor will come to me and say gee harvey that's fine i can only take 10 percent up front but i need to buy materials this idea blah, blah 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 it might be more than 10 percent for materials it definitely is in most cases 100 percent. it's more than that so now the contractors put in a situation where yeah you can take 10 percent up front but once work starts they're going to start collecting more money and once it becomes a material cost i'm sure they're going to collect more money immediately thereafter we're we're going to see a rise in uh, mechanics liens because of this well that's the other thing they did they gave them more ability to file mechanics liens we're going to see a rise in this because what's going to wind up happening is like so the 10 percent is not enough to cover materials right they're going to get the 10 percent they're going to have to buy materials the big contractors who have money are they, gonna they're gonna front it, yeah. but they're gonna file a lien for the materials until the, they get paid and the work gets completed. So that's a great point. It's gonna squeeze out the little guy because he's not gonna have a cash flow it necessary well to could, do it. It very well could squeeze out the little guy because it doesn't say, okay, I start today. Once I put a shovel in the ground, does that mean I can collect more money? Right. How much work do I have to do to actually be able to get more money? That's I a great get, point. I can get ten percent now. When can I get another thirty percent? Yeah. Define mechanics lien for our listeners. Yeah, mechanics lien is when a contractor is doing work for you. They often file a mechanics lien the day it starts right. to, to make sure they're protected so that they get paid because you could have the work but done and not pay a, them. They file a mechanics lien on, on the property. The property. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Rick deals with those all the time, don't Every you? Every day. Every so single you day. You can't clear a title till that mechanics lien is lifted. Yes. Yeah. That is yep. true. That's right. You know, hey, listen, guys, what a fun real estate hour we've just had. I want to thank Mark, our production director. I got to thank Carly once again for doing a great job. Thank our outstanding expert contributors today, that being Cynthia Ward and Rick Senemi. You've been listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. I'm your host, Harvey Blankville. Next week, we're going to have another fantastic hour for you. Next week, we're going to have Ben Grove, who's a home inspector, and John Ingram, our returning grand champion from, uh, he's a lender, by the way. Um, if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, just call me off air or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, LV Real Estate Radio. Like and follow us on social media, our handle being at LV Real Estate Radio. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us this week. Remember, while we seek to educate, empower, and engage with you, we want you to learn, understand, and then act. We'll meet you on the radio next Saturday at 11 a.m. right here on 101.5 KDON. Yeah, I had to cut the last one a little bit short because the third one went along.